Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room that we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. We have just escaped from Chelsea's terrible room, but Karen's brilliant one. Thank you, Karen. That was wonderful. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Now, uh, we've called the season Fans Revenge, but I think that maybe we should rename it to like the Descent of Danny. Because <laughs> you're getting progressively Room worse every one, time. I destroyed it. <laughs> Ever since then, and I think this was peak broken, so I shudder to think what's going to happen next time. You'll be great. You'll, you'll be a, you're on the uptick again. Oh, my God, I hope so. I don't know what happened. <laughs> that was heaps of fun. What made you come up with that as, an, as a setting for your room? Like, it's very rare that our escape rooms are also a meta escape room, escape room that's set. What, what made you pick that as a, as a setting? Um, well, I was trying to think of um, something that you couldn't do in real life, but you could do <laughs> in, in this type of escape room where there are no health and safety rules and you can lock people in. And I thought, well, what would happen if a moderator went rogue? And they just <laughs> left you. And, and the first version, Chelsea was evil and she was a supervillain and she was going to do nasty things <laughs> to you. And then I thought, well, I couldn't quite get that to work to any sort of conclusion. <laughs> and so what thought, well, is scarier than negligence? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, maybe this escape room, it's, it's built like this, that it is meant to be this shoddy escape room with horrible red herrings. And actually, it's all part of the plan and you're meant to get to the control room. And it's all, it's all meant to be like that. Yeah, yeah that was cool. You'd never that in real life because you'd never be able to really lock people in. <laughs> mm, and also, true. it would be a real pain because consider how many people like uh, GM goes through their safety procedures and all of that. And the customers already, if they're not too familiar with it, will go, oh, is this one of the puzzles? Is this a puzzle? Is yeah. this part of it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we've talked met, about in, this. In all the, sorry. When I go into escape rooms and they do the briefing, I'm waiting for the cash. And every time they say there's a fire exit, because there always is, the first thing I want to check is that fire exit. <laughs> so I thought, right, I'm going to build that in and make it a puzzle. <laughs> it's true, but we've talked before, like, the, you wouldn't want to ever, you'd, like, even if you could, this would be a really, like, bad room for the escape room industry, right? Oh, because yeah. it would teach your customers uh, the wrong way to act. And then they would take that to other rooms and they would be opening fire doors and not try. Yeah, like, exactly. So, you know, like you, you've talked about like this. Like, like this is the gonna... only safe environment for that. And even for us, yeah. like, I don't know how much you feel that a room like this puts me so on edge mm, yes. in that same way that if you do do a poorly built escape room in real life, you don't trust what is happening and yeah. you don't know how much you should trust what's going on. Yeah, as soon as we're like, we know that we have some kind of against Chelsea aspect to it and mm. like, like it becomes this like, oh, well, like the, the, your, your level of trust with the room and then the difference between like the amount of trust we're meant to have with the real room, the amount of trust we're meant to have with Karen having designed the fake mm -hmm. version of this real room. Like, and you start going like, is I think, this... I think this was why I felt so much more comfortable and I got a single puzzle correct when we went into the control room because that was now outside of it. Yeah, we like knew the rules yeah. now. Oh. We'd broken the fake escape room and hit the, the pure real version, though in the end it was still part of the actual true, true, in but... theme escape room as well because Chelsea tricked us. But... <laughs> Uh, it was great. Now, we sequence broke a little bit with uh, the start. I just wanted to recap just that. Just the drawer, yep. So we opened the drawer <laughs> the, 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 the sneaky way. 
Um, was there now? Is the, you said that came up during your playtest, and you decided to keep it in. Was there? Why did you decide that as opposed to saying, for example, "Oh no, the draw's stiff and it doesn't open that way. You need a handle." Um, well, I, I did two playtests. Someone who's familiar with escape rooms and someone who isn't. And the person who was familiar with escape rooms just went, "There's a draw that needs a handle. I must find a handle," and just went through going, "I must find handle." And it was very, very linear. Whereas the person who wasn't familiar with escape rooms went, "There's a draw that's stuck. I've done this in real life before. I'm going to stick my hand in and pull it out." <laughs> and that would be what you would do in a real life situation. Go, well, that doesn't work. I'm going to try this. And I just thought it was fair because I've I've built this set of drawers. This is how it should work. But actually, there's a genuine way it can open. Mm. Then let's make it work. And it didn't ruin the the sequence of. of no, all no, the we didn't really skip anything. Uh, it's fair. You just found a handle later that you didn't need. <laughs> I think particularly in a this themed sort of room, that's the sort of thing that works especially well. Like, yeah. Cause... Well, this whole escape room had things that were were broken and shabby and the horrible red herring, and you know it's it's <laughs> it's meant to be a really bad escape room, um, and, and kind of inspired by one I did, and I'm not going to say where it was, but uh, the logic that was, was broken definitely... and you were meant to know something before you had it, and it yeah. was like right, I can be inspired by that because that was so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, this was definitely a very true to life one of the underwhelming escape rooms that you can do mm. like i i felt this room so much like, <laughs> and that it, was on it, purpose i'll just make yeah. it clear <laughs> yes, yeah. it. <laughs> so i'm just a really bad designer <laughs> no. yes in the complimentary way <laughs> i say this i cannot believe we checked f- like five doors and didn't check the one door we were meant to check it, it was just embarrassing what happened <laughs> Well, as well, you know, you've, you've kind of have got a T-shirt slogan of, you know, yeah. always check the door. So I thought, oh, I've got to yeah. have a door on there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and people who will check a door. <laughs> that is the thing. I think every room this season, we have started a room by saying, oh, cool, we're in. Our time has started. Cool, let's check that door. And we still <laughs> did that. Yeah. It just we just there got, were more doors. Eventually we just gave up. We're like, oh, well, I guess there's nothing <laughs> behind any door. I thinking about it after that. <laughs> I figure if someone's going to make fun of me about door checking, it's going to be right at the start. <laughs> uh, so, Danny, I have a question for you. Oh, no. Yeah. Did you have a favourite puzzle or a favourite moment? The puzzle that I solved. The Which computer was, oh, password. The, oh, the compu- yeah, you did that very well. Fern, fern oh. it. Good work on looking for, uh, or just like thinking you can do it, because I was still not sure. Mm-hmm. I think I suggested a rebus, but I still had no idea where it was going to go, and you got it very quickly. Yeah, right. I, I think I got it in the split second before you said the word rebus. Awesome. It was as soon as we sure. had heard, ah, sure. yes, it is a fern, because I had still written a flowery plant. But it matters that it's a fern. <laughs> I'd written out everything out perfectly. I had not included the word fern, so I needed to hear that. It's true. And it, no it's wonder- a, that was the puzzle I was most worried about because it's mm. it's quite lateral and you can't get past it mm. and if you just can't get that word then uh, one of my playtesters did have a, a struggle with it and we went around the houses a little bit and there was a few hints but you, you got that really quickly as like your hinting for that was very well leveled out with your yeah, person yeah they probably needed to come up with it you can just picture him like sitting back stretching back on the chair looking around it's uh, like getting it in those visual stages yes, was really helped. spot on and i think there's also something that's that a good use of like restricting the way that you can interact with something and mm. therefore 
mm. making that in itself a hint. Like the fact that we really knew you cannot touch this shelf. You cannot move these things. You cannot search these things. All you can do with the three objects on the shelf is look at them from left to right. That is the one way you have of interacting mm. with these objects. It's and they have to stay in, in that its, order. Yeah, it, like in itself, it is a hint of for the puzzle yeah. by restricting all the. Yeah. Like, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. This is all you can do. What can you glean from this by just looking at them in order? This for me is a very interesting point because this is a very real feature of. God, I'd hazard to say the majority of escape rooms that I've played has been a high shelf that is just for looking with objects on it of some sort. <laughs> and yet, even so, when I pictured it, no matter how high you claimed it was, I was still picturing it just a couple of inches higher every time. Oh, cool. It's like right on top of the computer. Oh, okay, maybe it's a little higher. Oh, you got to stand on it. You can't reach it from the table. Oh, okay, I guess I'm really short then. But mm. it wasn't moving higher that much in my mind, even though that's very logical for it's it to like do so. Any time in escape room, something is behind glass. Yeah, like that is oh, so. Yeah. Like you put something behind glass, like great. I'm looking at this. Like I know I'm not mm. going to touch it. You could put like a. You could spend the entire room looking for a key, and then see a key but it's in a little glass case and be like well i'm never gonna get that key that's just <laughs> yeah. for looking like it's a really good it's like these these or at the very least i am never opening this glass yes yeah, so maybe something <laughs> will happen but like this is i'm not gonna mess with this and i had that same feeling when something's really high up you're like well there there it is it's out of the way um i'm very thankful that you went oh cool we need batteries lamp Yes. I'm not, have you forgotten uh, about the lamp? No, I, I'm not convinced that I would have gone, oh, cool, that lamp must be battery-powered. I, I would, we were told it was battery-powered. I know. You still I weren't convinced? I still don't think I would have. I think it you would have taken me a moment. You were told it was battery-powered. Yeah, but you moved I knew it that around, it was cordless so and we were walking it around the, the place. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I still might have thought, thought is this magic? a battery-operated shower? <laughs> <laughs> um, one, of the, one of the rooms we've done in real life and one of our biggest search failures that I know we were never, ever, ever going to do in the real was involved needing to remove batteries from an electronic item in the room and put them in something else. Yep. Because in a real room, I'm always like, well, no, I'm not, I'm not touching, I'm not going to take your electronics. I apart. might ruin your things. I'm not going to touch them. I'm not, but here, I was so prepared. To be like, yeah, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Out, in. Easy. Great. <laughs> was that from experience or because it's a virtual room and you can be told it was no? Virtual. I think it was purely, yeah, mm. right. It's purely virtual. I think even now, if this had been a physical room, I wouldn't have wanted to take anything electronic apart in any form. I You'd just still assume do it. that you were finding batteries. Yeah, I would be like, we yeah. will find... You, like, if there were, like, the fact that there were batteries there and we knew it, like, in a physical room, I would never do that mm. because that's just mm. something I don't like messing with in physical rooms. Totally. Um, mm. I just don't feel comfortable with it. And so it's nice to be able to do that in a virtual room because obviously the logic makes perfect sense. As soon as I yeah. was taken, had the physical repercussions taken away, I was super prepared for the logic of, yeah, take batteries out of one thing, put them in another thing, just like, like you do at home. The freedom of the medium. It's just interesting. <laughs> but apparently sometimes it's too much for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, was there anything for you, Karen, when you were making this that you thought that you were like, very proud of or that like, was really fun part. to do or your favourite part of the room? Um, I think the way I... I think about these things is about the narrative and I really enjoyed nice. you know Chelsea and kind of the, the meta story of of it being this I had a feeling that you might say then, that yeah it's I think having the twist 
is, is the bit I, <laughs> oh, I liked yeah, it. Bloody it was Chelsea, the thing that everything yeah. hinged upon. <laughs> Trying to get a nice twist is fun. I thought that you <laughs> timed it out really well um, with, che- with Chelsea's stuff, like exactly when she decides to leave. I thought that that was very... I was a bit disappointed that she left before she could mock you for the red herring card. That's true. uh... (laughs) That said, um, yeah, it might might be specifically because right before we went to that door, I started thinking about her again. And then as soon as we got to that door was when she stormed out. So for me, that worked really well. Mm. (laughs) Well, because you had to go through the bathroom and she had to do something, she had to open it for you when you used the key card. Yeah, because again, bad escape room. It took an, a moderator to open it rather than it being <laughs> actually built properly. Mm. And that was the reminder of she's still here. And <laughs> after that, she yes. storms off and, and yeah, which away. is which is great because it's a good way to like progress the story, but also to remind us what the story it was. was. It also, worked out really yeah. well. That yeah, way. I, look, there was one thing like just because I had immediately thought of her when it stopped working, I thought for a split second that you were going to make us like call out for a hint. And that would trigger that. But she got there herself to activate it. I wasn't thinking of that. I thought you were going to make us have to complain that stuff in the room was broken. And the rest of the room is trying to pursue your refund. I must ask, though, how do you feel that you had to brute force one of the the puzzles? It's well, very fair for this sort of room. Thematically, I yep. felt really fine with it. I still but the feel, worry was yeah, that it wasn't thematic. Ex- the worry is still like, oh, I hope Karen hasn't actually got a real solution and I'm just being mean to Karen. Exactly. I'm happy to be mean to Chelsea. Like, get out of here, Chelsea. I don't care about you. So that's kind of a fine line to, to run because there are moments where you want to be like, oh, it's a dumb escape room. Maybe I just brute force it. And there's always a chance that it's going to be then Karen going, oh, I, I really worked hard on that one. There was a clue that you completely overlooked. And but I think you're right. Thematically, brute forcing it was absolutely right, because you go, this is a rubbish escape room, I'm gonna have to brute force something. Oh, no, but there was a clue miss? that you just overlooked. Oh, <laughs> there no, was. What oh, was I was it? gonna actually I was gonna ask in the end, what, what was the clue? So the, the solution was you had those three cards and the, the solution was two, four, eight. So the yep. numbers were rising. Oh, rise and shine. Ah, makes sense. The sun was rising, rise and shine in a rising arc. Damn. <laughs> Couldn't have risen anymore. Ah. <laughs> oh. True. Hmm. <laughs> but I think brute forcing it, it was exactly appropriate for the theme. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Ah. <laughs> oh. All right. So that's talking about all of the stuff that's in the room. Can you tell us a bit more about your process of the actual creation? Like, how did you go about um, this? How long did it take you? What sort of stuff did you start out with? How did you build the things into it? Uh, well, I must admit, it, it was because of your um, bonus episode where you talked about how <laughs> you build rooms, I think after season one, maybe. Yeah. Where you talked about drawing the room and then working out logically what objects should be in there for the theme and then arrows joining them together. And that's exactly how I did I I listened to your podcast, wrote it down step by step and followed it. <laughs> And, and it worked? Perfectly. Oh, oh my God, perfectly. that's so good to hear. <laughs> and I think because I think quite visually, and I think you do too, because you're, you're drawing notes rather than writing them. For all the I've good it did me. If I've got a picture of the room and I go, well, what should be in that room? And then how do I make puzzles from that? And it, it worked yeah. really, really well. Um, the biggest oh, thing was getting the theme and the story and the narrative and the twist. Once mm, I yep. had that, it was, okay, it's going to be a hotel room. It's going to be a cheap, nasty hotel room. Well, what would be in there? And it yeah. just 
came together from there. If anything, that's awesome. That process create is really like I find that that process of of thinking about what would be in rooms and mm. then applying connections and puzzles afterwards leads to rooms that are really nice in terms of like believability and theming. They're really really yeah. consistent. If anything, uh, it was possibly too good for this bad escape room where you know you <laughs> you picture them like to have like it's set up like a hotel, but then for no reason there's like a big puzzle on the wall that they, you know, like stuff that doesn't fit the <laughs> yeah. theme at all, which you get sometimes in escape rooms, which is like, oh, and suddenly there's like a, a big jigsaw for no reason. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's a jigsaw today. You know, it's, all, it's I mean, almost something too I, Something I really enjoy with real life escape rooms is, is the theme and kind of walking in. I mm. did one that was mm -hmm. um, like a, a, a Russian nuclear bunker and you walked in <laughs> and it was the smell of it and they made you put boots on it. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really into it. And then suddenly I turned around and went, there's a big puzzle on the wall and that's ruined it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I think starting from <laughs> like, like, uh, like we talked with Tommy about this um, before because like Stash House in LA is so, like it feels so Everything good is the part whole way it. through. Like every, it oh, never yeah. feels like you're stopping to be like, and now I'm doing escape room puzzles, even when yeah. you clearly are because you know you're in escape room puzzles. Like, his theming is really, it's really on point like in terms of like everything makes sense to be in a room and it may, and like it feels like the environment and like yeah. you can really tell when that happens mm. and it's great. Also, then other rooms cheat like like Lab Rat where it just goes, "You got to do puzzles, ha ha ha!" And then you do the puzzles <laughs> I mean, and you're like, "Well, you cannot you know, accuse them of doing anything cheaply." Not cheat. <laughs> they just cheated. They just cheated with the theming. It's like they don't have to like uh, the theme stick makes puzzles it a bit into their theme. The them. theming was do puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha, gotcha. So like, you know, they can get away with That's just true. doing whatever they want, right? Which um, is where this one I mean, could have like this one could have gotten away with a lot more cheapness. With, you could have gotten yeah. away with being much worse at this than you are. <laughs> so <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if you wanted to, you could have been real bad. Again, I feel like I really have to emphasize this is God not a slant on lab, like any slight against Lab Rat. Oh, like it's Lab Rat. They know they're good. I know they do, but I don't know how many of our listeners have done it. Do Lab Rat? It's very. Oh very my good. God! It is phenomenal. phenomenal. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, <laughs> they just, you know, they can get away with making puzzles, puzzles. Even then, they don't really do that a huge amount. But still, I'm just saying, it's different. Feeling. It's a different time. <laughs> very good um <laughs> but, yeah, but so you're right I, like, I think one of the hardest parts of the design process is is theming it and making it believable and making it immersive and mm -hmm. believing that you're in something rather than just going i'm doing this thing i'm now solving a puzzle it's okay i'm in this theme and that puzzle makes total sense of what i'm doing and i'm just doing the puzzle as part of what's going on not mm -hmm. stopping and, and solving something and that's probably one of the biggest challenges of designing these because it is so easy to just go, and now you're going to solve this anagram. Absolutely. And, and there's always, yeah. there's always still some aspect of that. Like it's impossible to avoid. Like in the, like, like even the fact that like, like you can, you're looking for a code. There's only so much that you but can do. Nobody writes their code on three cards that they hide around yeah. their room. Yeah. You know, there like, are yeah. only so many broken things that <laughs> yeah, one person right? can have in one room. And at a certain yeah. point, you, that's fine. Cause that's why you're here. Right. So yeah. it's just like finding the balance. Yeah. I think yeah, is, this is, is why every now and again you get a chessboard puzzle, you get a logic puzzle on the wall. I'm comfortable with those as long yeah. as they're, you know, not the mm. entire room. Yeah. Like, I like having yeah. those moments. Just settle down. I it's like fun puzzles. to solve a puzzle. Exactly, right? Sometimes you just yeah. want to do a cool puzzle and it's fine that it's, it's kind of tangentially mm. 
you know, like a cat, you find a note from a cat that says, Hey boss, I did this puzzle the other day. Would you like to have a try? And then you just yeah. do the puzzle. Cause why not? You know, like I am very cool with that. Sometimes it's like professor Layton rules. Yeah. Which is yeah. Like, that reminds me of a wonderful puzzle. And then yeah. you do a puzzle. <laughs> like, I don't know why we're doing this, but I love the puzzle. Yeah. yeah Cause when we recently did a real world escape room, I said this and I feel like it surprised um, people a little bit. Mm. I said, cool. What do I do an escape room for? Oh, it's to feel good about puzzles. Mm. To think, like, I love story. Like, yes. I'm, I'm you are very in much this a story for a story writing designer. thing rather than a because I'm so cool at puzzles, <laughs> evidently. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's interesting that I do play these for the puzzles. Like, mm. I love the story and everything, but if I have had fun with puzzles... I will obviously, like, won't give it as good marks as if it had a good story, but I will probably still come out feeling happy. Yeah. I think you're right. I think this, to... this, what you're doing is you're, you're being told a story, but you're earning it by solving the puzzles and earning a bit more of the story. And I if think the story unfolds as it. you're going, that's even better. Um, mm. that you solve a puzzle and you get a bit more of the story. I think in, in Chronomaly, that's a, a really key one because every time you there's a room solved, you get a bit more of the story and you get that reward of, of the storytelling mm. that's going on. And very that tricky. Sense of moving but, forward. Yeah. I like that you said that you are like earning it because that's it. I like feeling like I've won stuff and like I'm being rewarded for things. I need a lot of external validation, I, basically. I think that's also one of the things interesting when you compare like escape rooms to immersive theater. I was exactly I, thinking like, this. I feel like if you do immersive theater, you you feel like you are doing stuff and you can experience the story in your own way, but it doesn't, it very rarely, I feel, feels like you have achieved yes. the story you haven't earned story you haven't done it you just sort of you just sort of go i guess i'll walk over here then yeah and, and that's yeah. why i veer talk i tend to, to veer person. away from some of these mixed experiences that are mm. part escape room part immersive theater because i know that from experience immersive theater is fascinating but i also know it's not where i get my happiness yeah, from the way that, that i get from escape accomplishment rooms. and yeah. it's a it's a very different thing uh and so it's interesting although i'm sure some other people say the 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 they do feel accomplished, you know, like, oh, I found, I found yeah. it out and I found the story and I followed the right person. Oh, well, when you, know. you look at the, what's the word? When you look at the forums for something like Sleep No More oh, and you yeah. find the people who got six seconds of a different experience on their yeah. 50th time running through it, you can the, definitely the, see people feel sleep achievement no more completionists from this. Oh, yeah. Who are out there to get 100% to like, it. <laughs> yeah, so people can definitely definitely can get that feeling mm. from it. But yeah, for me, even though I love stories, there are very few things that make me happier than knowing that there is a story with a good ending. God, not enough stories have good endings. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently for escape rooms, there's but I need the puzzles. Mm. Yeah. I can't believe you immediately got Otgench for V24. I don't know what to tell you. Otgen. I saw I saw G E N and I went there. You went straight to Genesis. Yep. Well, the first version of it didn't have the O T on the front of it, and I just thought oh, that's that's too easy. You know, it may be. Gen I think and V and C H. You, you just immediately go Bible quote, whereas the O T on the beginning is a the O T threw me off. I think. I think I've never seen yeah, like. Fair. But it was good. Like I got it in the end. Like I, mm. you know, I, I, you, you got it and just waited for me to get it. Yep. But I did get it in the yeah. end. So it's, it's, it's cool. Ah, that second room. Oh, sorry. Well, third room, really. That third room. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> this is when I had actually started writing things down that we hadn't done anything with. 
<laughs> I was um, a bit worried once you got into the control room and, and had solved the computer and you were going to try and look around the walls and, and try and find the way that Chelsea got out. And I thought, I haven't worked this out. I just know there's a <laughs> hidden door there that you can't find, but maybe you'll find it. And yeah. <laughs> suddenly thought, suddenly start scribbling down notes of how you might not find it. <laughs> what might be stopping you. But there's you. <laughs> also like, that's part of the joy of having this, like, you know, you have the control to be like, you see nothing. It is perfectly hidden. And it just is. Yeah. It just is now. And by like, the end, yeah, maybe it was just perfectly concealed. Maybe it was one of the computer screens was actually a door. Who knows? <laughs> that place where you said the computer towel was in a little cage. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, well, no, I, I, look, I had a lot of fun with that room. I thought it came together really well. Uh, I felt a little bit worried about what was going to be good and bad in terms of the fact that I knew it was now in a bad, like a bad yeah. escape room setting and I was a little bit on edge, but it came together. It was really fun. I really enjoyed it. More searching than I'm, I'm used to, I think, lately. I think I feel like d- lately, Danny, you've been very kind of Well, what was the searching? searching? The searching was the playing cards. True. It works. I mean, yeah, it does. It, and it, it did. It was solid. But uh, like, I so had to get back into search mode, like look true. behind the painting. But, look. Oh, look behind. I, I did enjoy it. how you straightened the painting and then walked away from it. Yeah. You yeah. just went, right, oh. I straightened it. Lovely. It's because <laughs> Danny, for so long, has been like, <laughs> no, doesn't come off the walls. Nothing behind it. Never look behind any of my paintings. How dare you? And so I was just like, yeah, I'm just used to it. I don't look behind paintings anymore. I'm pretty sure, again, in room one this season, I uh, there was something that I tried to look behind on the wall because I was still in it on episode one. Yeah. And I've just died since then. Each room has taken a little bit of my soul with it. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Um, <laughs> do you know a really subtle thing that I really liked? Hmm? Little thing right at the end, and I just thought, and it makes you suddenly go, wait, wait a minute, what? What? Wait, what? The lock? Is the fact that the lock changed. Yeah. That's so beautiful and so small because it's just like, Wait, you no, didn't wait. need to mention that lock to us at the start. But, but the fact that it was there adds this whole moment right before we open of like, wait a minute, now I don't know what's going on. How the on. hell does that make sense? Like, <laughs> she left, but what, she took her lock with her to go like, no, it's my lock, and then put a new one on. Like, this is not, like, she has done more prep. Like, mm. this is not someone who's abandoned the game with just enough time to, like, to not solve, like, the twist, but to prep you for it. Mm. And it's just done really well. I think that as a as a as a subtle hint, that's really cool. Is there any reason you didn't just have that lock be a code from the beginning, or or like, did you deliberately do it for that feeling? I really wanted the the final code to be the the hotel door room um, <laughs> number, and if it had been there from the beginning, it would have been oh, I'm just going to go in there. But I also wrote a final bit where um, you know I, I obviously worked out the sequence of how you would play through it, but I also worked out what Chelsea would do and when she would leave the room and when she would go and change the lock when you couldn't see her and nice. how she would do it without you knowing. <laughs> so there was a whole kind of <laughs> subplot going on of does does it work? in time and space that, that Chelsea would be able to get out, change the lock and go back in again without you noticing. Um, so it's just to have that final thing of, right, we've we've solved the room, oh, we're in the control room. Right, we've solved the control room. Right, we're in the hotel room. We've solved the hotel room, we're in the corridor. Brilliant. There's one more puzzle. And it's yeah. just that, that last ever bar, you're not quite there yet. You're still trapped. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. It that was nice. Really well. You're right. That was a good subtle I just, thing. Like, it was a sudden moment of like, whoa, wait a second. Things are not as they seem. That's true. Which was already <laughs> set up, like how she got out, how she came in. Like, but does that feeling of like, mm. wait a minute, Chelsea. Uh, it was really cool. <laughs> I, I really liked it. I had a lot of fun with it. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I did warm to Chelsea the more I worked with her because at, at first she was just <laughs> going to be this horrible spoiled brat that just left you. And actually, I thought, ah, she's smarter than that. I'm going <laughs> to, you know, she's really clever. And she's this room owner. She's built this really clever room. <laughs> mm, yeah, look, it's I, I. it was really fun. I do like oh, that it was, it was the like fake it. room done in a smart way. But then in world, it was also a fake room done in a smart way. Mm. Like, yep. it was it was, uh, it was a cool change to it. My one question now that that just drew into my head was because you talked about like at the start, the website was broken and things like that. And now I'm just picturing, like, forget about the logistics of the actual room. But if someone were trying to make a meta crappy escape room escape room in real life and they wanted that to come across in their website, while still looking competent and like they're winking at people like this is the we're in on the joke that this is a bad escape room what would you do on the website because oh. <laughs> that feels like a big that gamble be, yeah i have no idea <laughs> well I, I thought having you know some bad animations i imagine dancing hamster because i, know oh, I was picturing dancing hamster. babies <laughs> <laughs> and you know the about section being broken i thought well that, that's quite harmless but you can still book you can still pay it still mm. functions and you can mm. still, you know, get it, get your escape room fix from that that website. So uh, I thought that was a, a subtle way of going. Actually, there's more to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's very tricky. Uh, I would think that what I would want to do is I'd want to use one of those like creepy looking. What do you call it when you like ha- take your letters and you sort of blur them in that funny, weird way? There's some special text word for that. Ooh, like when know. you make the letters look creepy. Okay. But just put that in every now and again so it looks like it could be a glitch in the programming <laughs> or it could be intentional. You're not quite sure. Yeah. <laughs> just the whole website in Comic Sans. That would do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the animations would probably do good. Like The more like, clip art that you can put on a page, the funnier it gets. I feel yeah. like one thing that would be a f- weird, a fun thing to do as well would be like if you're setting up a website like that, that's weird, is that none of the buttons link exactly, like in a subtle way, they don't go, like when you go to the thing, the button that says home, it doesn't actually take you back to the homepage. It takes you back to a page that looks exactly like the homepage with subtle differences, but the URL is clearly different. And you put little like <laughs> Ooh, subtle nice. nods in the URLs as well. You know? Yeah. And then, and, but, but you can never get back. Like you have to keep, it keeps just getting deeper and deeper and deeper. No, you can never get back to a page you've been on before. It's no. always just a, a, a copy that's slightly different. It gets deeper and deeper. The URLs that just get longer and weirder. That upsets me to think about. And he's like, no, I just want to go back to, it'd be great. <laughs> weird little rabbit hole of urls oh man feels like real kind of like early internet days where things yeah. were everything was like oh, yeah. self-coded and self-done so yeah. home buttons were just a nor- just another hyperlink that you put on your new page and sometimes it leads somewhere else <laughs> it'd be good fun would you do that you just design the whole thing to look like a 1995 website <laughs> uh, all right lovely well i think um <clears throat> just the one final thing i think before we wrap it up We've talked a little bit about um, playtesting and things, but nothing, not not the, I haven't asked the major question of what changes happened. Did anything major change between playtests and this version? And um, the, the biggest change was describing the, the first room, the room with the bed in it. That's had a good six or seven rewrites. <laughs> Because <laughs> I just couldn't get... I knew what it looked like. I was completely clear on what it looked I could draw it. But I couldn't get the right words to describe it and do it efficiently without kind of, you know, three paragraphs of where mm. the bed is. Oh, yeah. Um, because both my playtesters immediately drew it in the corner. 
And then I said, and there's a bedside cabinet and they then had to move the bed or move the wall. And <laughs> so, yeah, it, it took a few rewrites to get that right. <laughs> That's fair. And that is interesting because that is very hotel-y. No, like so few people, hotels a lot of people have their beds corner in corners, beds. but hotels never they do. They never do. Yeah. <laughs> What's up yeah. with hotels? <laughs> What's the deal with hotels? <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, wonderful. Well, uh, I think we can probably leave that there. Um, if people wanted to to find you anywhere online, are there places they can find you on on Twitter or things like that? The socials. Um, I've, uh, I don't do socials, but I've got an about me page. So about dot me forward slash I am Karen. Wonderful. You contact me there. You got I am Karen. Like I you were the know, first Karen to do that. <laughs> I couldn't believe it was free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having that. <laughs> ah, too easy. All right, we'll have a link to that in the episode description. Yes, and for people who want to find us, uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram as Escape This Podcast. You can see, get us on Twitter at Esk This Podcast if you want to tweet at us. Or, 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 or I'm, We're fairly active on Twitter. Uh, you can also yeah, send us an we. email at any point, escapethispod at gmail.com if you have any fun things you want to send us or talk about or, or questions to ask. And the other place that you can contact uh, us and other fans if you want to talk about the show, if you want to discuss episodes as they come out or share puzzles you've created, uh, you can head to our fan Discord, which is, if you haven't used Discord, it's like a series of little chat forums, like a Slack chat if you use one of those for your office. Uh, but that's all free and wonderful and linked in the show notes below. Um and you can also, if you want to find all the stuff we're doing, you can head to our website, uh, which is uh, consumethismedia.com, which now has all of the various little projects that we're doing. So you can find Escape This Podcast and Solve This Murder. You can find our Twitch channel. Uh, you can find anything else that we're doing at the time uh, and fun stuff. And, and it's nice, a nice little central hub for the things that we're doing. So you can head there and find all of that. Uh, wonderful. I think we're pretty good. Uh, to finish the episode. So thank you so much, Karen. Thank you for, very for much for this. It was wonderful. It was so much fun to play with. Uh, thank you, Danny, for shooting <laughs> down all my great <laughs> ideas. Uh... <laughs> and thank you for the opportunity to do it. I, I really, really enjoyed it. It was really good fun. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye.